This just in, His Majesty King Charles has been elected King of Britain. Now he dons the crown, holds the long gold stick, and carries that little round thingy too. King Charles is wearing a big fur cape, and the people of Britain are taking to the streets to eat biscuits and drink tea in honor of their new king. Uh, hey Rye, what you doing? Hey Pamela, I was just uh, practicing my coronation announcement. That's right! There's a coronation this week. We better get our royal ducks in a row. Actually, I think they call them swans, Pamela. But let's get into it. For king and country. I'm Pamela Kirkland. And I'm Ryan Willard. It's Wednesday, May 3rd. This is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. On Saturday, May 6, 2023, Britain will formally recognize Charles and his wife Camilla as King Charles III and Queen Consort. In the U.S., you can tune in to watch the coronation on CNN, NBC, Fox, or BBC America, or stream it on YouTube. There's going to be a lot of pomp, but what about the circumstances? So, I forget, when was King Charles III elected? Ah, yes. He wasn't. In the UK, which is one country that's made up of England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales, the royalty are not elected. They inherit their roles. Ah, so when Queen Elizabeth II died last year... Prince Charles automatically became king. So if it was automatic, why do we need a coronation? Good question. Mostly tradition. Hundreds of years ago, kings and queens had to really show off their power, connections, and wealth to remind people why they were rulers. Coronations are a great way to do that. Of course, the royal family plays a much different role in the UK now. They don't make laws or set taxes or anything like that. The king is, however, the head of the Commonwealth an international organization that unites 54 former British colonies and territories. It doesn't mean the king has power in those nations, it's more symbolic. The Commonwealth is all about cooperation between nations. So the House of Windsor, King Charles and his family, see themselves as stewards of tradition and pageantry. The coronation ceremony we'll see this weekend hasn't changed much in a thousand years. This connection to the past is one of the reasons the royal family honors tradition and brings in tourism to the country. Got it. Now, Queen Elizabeth ruled for a really long time, so this is the first coronation since... June 2nd, 1953. From the roaring of the multitude into the quiet solemnity of the great abbey, It's been 70 years since there's been a coronation in Britain. Wow, so for most people alive today, this will be the first coronation they see. Yep. Okay, I have another question. Go for it. What are the stick and round thing the king and queens always hold? Ah, yes, the scepter and orb. These actually date back to Charles II in 1661. So King Charles III will hold two different scepters. That's the long gold staff. Each represents a different aspect of being king, justice and mercy. 
The orb he'll hold is called the Sovereign's Orb, which basically represents the world. Queen Camilla will also hold a pair of scepters and an orb, the ones made especially for Queen Consorts. And what is a consort? Oh, it's just a little title that means they're not the ruler. So Camilla is Queen Consort because she's married to the king. She's not a member of the royal family, so she is a queen, but she can't rule on her own. Bummer. Okay, last question. Will there be crowns? Yes, of course. The word coronation means to put a crown on someone's head. So the crowns will be a big part of the ceremony. When he's crowned at noon London time on Saturday in Westminster Abbey, King Charles will wear a crown from 1661 that only six other rulers have worn. It's St. Edward's crown, and it's only used for coronations. Queen Camilla will wear Queen Mary's crown, which was made in 1911 and has over 2,000 diamonds on it. After he's crowned king, Charles will switch into a different crown, the Imperial State Crown which is used for official occasions and features nearly 3,000 diamonds. Holy moly! Then he and the Queen Consort will hop into the Gold State Coach and ride back to Buckingham Palace. That is a lot of gold and gems. What can I say? It's good to be the king. God save our gracious quick king. God save our noble queen. I mean king. God save the queen. Hey Tessa, what you doing? Oh, I'm practicing the new British national anthem. Are you talking in an accent? No. Wait, why is there a new national anthem? Well, it changed when Prince Charles became king last fall. Lots of things changed. Pamela! Tessa says King Charles is changing songs! What? Tessa, please tell us what you know. Still in that accent. Let's start with the song. The national anthem was written in the 1700s and the original words were, God save the king. But when Queen Elizabeth became queen in 1953, the lyrics changed to God Save the Queen, which is what the people of Britain have been singing for 70 years now. You go, girl. That's gotta be a little weird for everyone. Is that the only thing that changed? Nope. The Queen's image and insignia, which is a symbol that represents her, are on loads of things in the UK. Mailboxes, stamps, coins, paper money, even many foods and products. So what happens to all of that now that Charles is king? Slowly but surely, King Charles' face will replace Queen Elizabeth's on money and postage. His picture will face the opposite way, a tradition that started in the 1600s. Isn't that going to confuse people? Yes, indeed. And it affected people outside the UK too. Canada is a Commonwealth nation, so Canadian citizens swear allegiance to British royalty. And on the day Queen Elizabeth died, a Canadian citizenship ceremony had to be delayed while officials rewrote the oath. Those Canadian citizens were the first members of the public to swear allegiance to the king. Whoa, so will the UK replace everything with a queen on it? Will they knock down all the old mailboxes? 
No, it will be a slow process for most things. And they will keep all the current working mailboxes with Queen Elizabeth symbols on them. Only new mailboxes will have King Charles's insignia. You can actually still find mailboxes or postboxes in the UK that date back to Queen Victoria. <laughs> Anything else we should know? Fun fact, King Charles III is related to King George, the king from Hamilton. The king we fought the American Revolution against? Yep. Cool! cool. Hey Tenors, it's that time again. Mother's Day is around the corner and we want to thank moms and grandmas in the best way we know how. With news! We want you to send us your breaking news on why your mom is the best. Here's mine. Ryan here with breaking news. Merce Willard is the best because she always lets me have the last bite of ube ice cream. Leave us a voice note at 877-TENNEWS. Tell us the breaking news of why your mom is the best and we might just put your audio in our Mother's Day special. Welcome, Welcome to, the to the trivia room. room. Wow, Tessa, you decorated the trivia room and the trivia throne? Is this for the coronation? It is. I love a bit of pomp and circumstance. Pamela, why don't you hop on the trivia throne for today's royal trivia question? You ready? Let's do it. What is going on here? Trivia on the ten. A throne is a seat of power and is even considered a little bit magical. It's definitely more than just a chair. But did you ever wonder who invented thrones? Is it A, the Greeks, B, the Egyptians, or C, the Chinese? Tenors, did you guess it? Pamela, what's your answer? I'm gonna go with B, the Egyptians. They seem to like thrones. The answer is A. The Greeks built the first thrones, and there's even a surviving Greek throne you can see today that was built way back in 1800 BC. No way! This particular throne was carved out of gypsum. That's a kind of white stone in Knossos. Knossos is on the Isle of Crete and is considered one of the oldest cities on earth. And the palace there had indoor plumbing. Knossos has fascinated archaeologists for hundreds of years. What about the throne King Charles will sit on? Oh yes, the coronation chair. It's a seven-foot-tall wooden chair that's over 700 years old. It's partly decorated with gold leaf, and there's carved graffiti on it from hundreds of years ago. At the foot of the chair are two gold lions, and under the chair will be the Stone of Destiny. I got a chance to see the Stone of Destiny in its usual home in Scotland's capital city, Edinburgh. Cool! I'm definitely looking forward to watching this ancient ceremony unfold. If I can get up that early. <laughs> <laughs> Tenors, do you want to sit on the trivia throne and share your trivia knowledge? Visit the10news.com slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show. Hey, Pamela, I think we should give special 10 News snaps to one of our listeners. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. 
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Time for 10 new snaps. Tenor, number three gamer, wrote this review of the 10 News. This is probably the best thing in the whole universe. Pamela, you are the best host. You too, Ryan. Keep up the awesome work. Thumbs up, smiley face. Thanks, number three gamer, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday, and our in-depth reports drop every Wednesday. But if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts. The 10 News creative team is putting on their crowns and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, and Tessa Flannery. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Get ready for a thrilling adventure with Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon. And that's Culture Kids Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.